Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Lewis here from Lifehouse Osaka. I'm excited to be sharing the Word of God with you all today. I hope you're ready because God's Word is powerful. Uh, I really hope you've been enjoying our series on the Be Happy Attitudes based around the incredible teaching of Jesus found in Matthew chapter 5 of the Bible. And today we're looking at the verse Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Let me read it out to you. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Come on, that's, that's an incredible scripture right there. And I've titled the message today, The World Needs More Peacemakers. Come on, if you believe that. Um, I don't know where you're watching this, but drop a comment, um, clap if you're in a room somewhere. Um, God is good and He desires for us to be peacemakers. He desires that as children of God, we would be peacemakers. And um, I want to look at a story in the Bible of an an amazing journey of a man uh, who started off as the complete opposite of a peacemaker. Maker, he was a peace breaker, if you will. Um, I, I don't know the, what the opposite of peacemaker is, but he was a he was doing some pretty terrible things. And in the Bible, we first ac- ac- encounter him with the name Saul. And let me just read really quickly from Acts chapter nine, verse one to two. It gives us a bit of an idea of who this man Saul originally was. It says this, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues synagogues in in Damascus, so that if he found anyone who belonged to the way, the way of Jesus, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So Saul, he he was a terrible man. Um, he was persecuting, killing, murdering Christians, imprisoning them. And um, he had very nasty intentions and he was doing terrible things. Um, so obviously he was not a peacemaker. Um, he was bringing incredible division wherever he went. He was, he was doing horrible things. But something incredible happens to the life of Saul because later in the Bible, he's now referred to as Paul. And Paul went on to be an incredible, incredible uh, leader in the church, did incredible things um, for Jesus, for the kingdom of God. Um, Today, we're inspired by so much of what he did and what he wrote and um, so, so something significant happened from him going from a terrible um, tyrant of a person, evil, evil things, to being an incredible peacemaker that inspires people still to this day. So let's have a look at what happened there um, in the life of Saul. So let's read on in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 to 6. Um, so as he neared Damascus on his journey, so he's going to imprison Christians and possibly kill Christians again. Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. 
I am Jesus who you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So as Saul was on his way to do some terrible things, Jesus supernaturally appeared to him, spoke to him and said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It was a miraculous encounter with Jesus. And, 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 and Jesus tells Saul, to gives him some instructions to go to a certain place and to meet a certain person. And we're going to pick up the story in verses 17 to 18. And then Aeneas went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you are coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He could see again. He got up and he was baptized. Wow, what an incredible turnaround story. Um, Saul, this man doing persecuting the believers in Jesus, had a supernatural encounter with Jesus, realized that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is God, believed, uh, was set free, and was baptized. And so the first point I want to take from Saul's journey to becoming a peacemaker is that number one, he received Jesus' peace. He received eternal, supernatural peace from Jesus. And I think, it, I think all of us should have this desire to be a peacemaker. But if we do not have peace first in our own lives, if our own hearts are not at peace, it's quite difficult uh, to be a peacemaker, to make peace with relationships and people around us. And I believe the first step for us to be great peacemakers is we have to receive the supernatural peace that comes from Jesus alone. Not, I'm not talking about peace or nice feelings. It comes when everything's going well, when your relationships are good and your work is good and your bank account's healthy and all of that. No, no, I'm talking about a supernatural peace which goes beyond all understanding, which goes beyond any circumstance you might find yourself in, the kind of peace that comes from Jesus. So let me read to you for us, John 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. This is Jesus speaking to us. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Come on, isn't that incredible? Um, this is the supernatural peace that God brings into our lives. It's a peace that comes from knowing Jesus, from believing in Jesus, having the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God living in us. It's the supernatural peace that is always with us. And um, to every believer, you have this peace. The Holy Spirit is in you. This peace is there. But we have to also choose, like Jesus said, to not let our hearts be troubled and to not be afraid because even though we have this supernatural peace with us, sometimes it's very easy, uh, especially with the news and social media and everything that's going on. It's so easy to put junk in our hearts day after day after day and start to worry ourselves and start to bring fear upon us. But when we simply look to Jesus, look to, to His Word, and uh, that's why I love journaling every single day, uh, just reading a bit of God's Word, writing down what God's saying. It's another opportunity to just focus on peace, 
focus on Jesus. And I believe when we're walking with Jesus, walking in the Spirit, we're going to know this peace. And once we have that peace in our lives, it becomes so much easier to be a peacemaker. Uh, and if you don't know Jesus in your life yet, don't worry. And just a, in, at the end of this message, very short time, we're going to give you an opportunity to, to believe in Jesus, receive the peace of Jesus in your life. So back to our story. Saul didn't just um, decide to have a nice, quiet life and enjoy that all, that, all of Jesus' peace by himself. But the story goes on and, and almost straight away after Paul encountered, we'll call him Paul because later on in the Bible, he was referred to as Paul, as Paul encountered this supernatural peace, immediately he started to preach Jesus to other people. Immediately his response was, now I've received this peace. I'm going to start bringing peace to more people by telling other people also about Jesus. And his journey goes on. And he starts to do incredible things. He starts to become a very well-known leader in the Christian world. And um, But he goes on to also have this incredible vision. We're going to look at it together. He talks about this in Acts chapter 13, verse 47 to 48. This is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Um, so this time, many people thought that the message of Jesus was still only for the Jewish people. But Paul was one of the leaders who fought to bring the message of Jesus, the message of peace um, to the Gentiles, the non-Jews, the people who didn't grow up hearing the Word of God, the Old Testament, uh, didn't grow up learning about the principles of God from the Old Testament Bible. Um, and had, many of them had yet to hear her here had yet to hear, there we go, I do speak English natively sometimes, had yet to hear about the incredible news of Jesus' death and resurrection and the salvation power of Jesus. And Paul was always fighting to bring unity with all people, regardless of their nation, their language, their customs, um, their cultures. He said, let's have unity around Jesus. Let's bring peace together around Jesus. We might not agree on everything. We might not look the same and talk the same and wear the same clothes, but we all we were all created by the same God. We all believe and love and we all believe and love Jesus and are following him so we can have unity and peace around the message of Jesus. So that's the second point is he got a vision to bring peace to others. He didn't just stop with receiving peace on the inside. He got a vision from God to bring peace to other people, to bring peace to God's church, to communities, wherever He went. And I believe as Christians, we are all called to some degree to be peacemakers in the worlds that we live in. Uh, let me share a few scriptures on that. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11 says this, They must turn from the evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. And so again, being a peacemaker is, is not the picture of, I'm just going to stay out of everybody's way. I'm just going to keep quiet and uh, just keep my thoughts to myself and never disrupt anyone. And I'm just going to live in a, a little safe bubble and uh, 
you know, that's, that's just not the reality of life. If you want to be in relationships, in communities, in a local church, um, there's going to be times where you're going to bump elbows with other people. This is life. And we have to be, I believe God is calling us to be committed to not just having eternal peace, not just staying out of out of people's way, but actually being involved heavily, leaning into community and relationships, especially in the church, but being committed to being peacemakers wherever we go. But of course, you might say, well, why, why is there not more peace in the world? Why is there not more peace in the global church? And um, I think there's one scripture here that kind of maybe helps us understand it to some degree. It says this in Romans 12, verse 18, If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So the word here is that we've got to do our parts to be peacemakers. We've got to be committed to make peace with everybody who it's possible. Um, Because at the end of the day, for there to be peace, it's got to be a two-sided thing. One person can be committed to peace, but if the other person is committed to disunity or evil things or whatever that is, and now there's a lot of evil things in the world, and, and I don't believe the word is that we have to be at peace with all those things all the time. But the, the word is, is if, as much as possible. As, if it's up to you, do your part. Do your part as a peace maker in your workplace, in your family, in your school, uh, in your church. Be committed to being a peacemaker wherever you are. Um, Don't worry too much about what other people are doing, but the Bible is saying that at the end of the day, all you can do is your part. You can be committed to being a peacemaker wherever you go. So I just want to finish by by looking at the Bible, one, one very powerful scripture that I think can really help us uh, with some very, a very great principle from the Word of God, which has helped me in my life learning how to be a peacemaker and I think can greatly help you. Um, now this scripture, is, we actually use this in our marriage preparation course in Lifehouse. I, me and Ayami, we, my wife Ayami, uh, we've been married for 11 years now, going on 12. And uh, almost 11 years ago, over 11 years ago, um, Dan and, and Nozomi in Lifehouse Tokyo, I uh, love you guys. They took us through uh, the marriage preparation book together. And one of those scriptures in there is, is just always... Um, really spoken to me, has really helped me in my life. And, and uh, this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. It says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Um, and now for all the married people out there, I think you would agree that uh, the, one of the keys, um, one of the major keys to having a healthy Marriage, a happy marriage, is this commitment to being a peacemaker. Uh, we can't just be peacekeepers. We can't just stay out of each other's way. I mean, marriage is a very uh, incredible, passionate relationship, and and we both have to be committed to being peacemakers. And me and Amy, we had to learn this as well, and we're still learning it today. It's a lifetime commitment, and uh, it's getting easier. We get because we're both getting better at it, um, but. The scripture says, don't go to sleep angry. Don't carry anger to the next 
today. Deal with it today because it's going to build up. And the next verse actually is it becomes like a foothold to the devil, which means it's very easy. If someone has a foothold on you, it's very easy for them to trip you up, to knock you down. Even if you are stronger and better than they are, if they get that foothold, it's very hard to keep your footing. So the Bible saying it's so important um, to be a peacemaker today, to not go to bed with this anger in your heart because it's not going to be a blessing to you, your your spouse, your friends, your co-workers, uh, your fellow students at university, wherever your relationships are, your church, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, is not going to be a blessing to anybody. So the way I've, I've broken this down in my life is, and maybe this is just an application for me, but maybe it can help some of you apply this scripture more in your life, is that the way I see it is the Bible is saying, I need to let go of my anger. Um, now, this problem might all, not always be solved in the day, but I've got to let go of any negative anger, bitterness I have towards anybody um, each day. And so, so to me, I see there's two options each time. Number one is always the best is forgive and forget. Just take it to God and, and believe the best in people. Give people the benefit of the doubt, especially if it's small things. Oh, they definitely didn't mean it that way. Um, maybe they were just having a tough day or maybe they didn't notice me, whatever. Um, all good. Believe the best. Believe um, the best in people and just say to God, God, I just release that. Any, any negative emotions right now, just take it away, God. Thank you. Amen. Um, well, you know, that's why we talk a clean heart, life houses every day, just forgiving people and then also saying to God, God, forgive me uh, for anything I've done wrong. Um, forgive me, Jesus. And that's a clean heart. And so I'd say, if you can do that regularly every day, um, you're going to save yourself a lot of drama in your life and you're going to be on the way to being a great peacemaker wherever you go. But the reality, reality is that sometimes. There are significant things that have happened. There are things that need to be talked about. And so the second application of the Scripture to me is, let's have a discussion, especially in your close relationship, in your marriage, um, you know, co-worker that you're working very closely to. Um, sometimes you can't just take it to God and forgive. You can get rid of that negative emotion, but there's still this existing thing that needs to be talked about. And I just think, Great conversations between um, people who are committed to building peace in life. Uh, we need more of that in this world. And uh, we need to be peacemakers. I'm going to work for peace. I'm not going to let uh, little things build up over time and basically have this list of all the wrong things someone has done to me. And at the right time, I'm going to... It's not going to bless your life. And Jesus is saying, don't do it. Don't do it. It's going to have a terrible impact on your life. Deal with it now. Deal with it today. Build peace today. Work for peace today. And I believe if, if we do this, wherever, we're, wherever our relationships are, we're going to see healthy relationships. I believe this is the key to being in healthy communities as well, because communities are all about relationships. The church is all about relationships. Yes, relationship with God first and foremost, um, but also relationships with each other. And, you know, back to this key scripture, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Children of God means we're siblings. 
Um, so whether you like it or not, if you're a believer in Jesus, I'm your brother. Uh, you're my brother or sister. Um, sorry about that. It's part of the deal. <laughs> um, come on, the church is meant to be this incredible place of community, of family spirit, of, hey, we're all different. We come from different backgrounds. And but honestly, you know, that's what I love so much about the church. Uh, being a, a Westerner here in Japan and at an international church and even just, just, I love just being at church every Sunday and just seeing people from all different nations, different languages, different cultures, different backgrounds. And there's so many things we have not in common, but we have this incredible thing in common of, Jesus, the peace of Jesus in our life, working for peace of each other, loving each other, encouraging each other, believing the best in each other. And I just think that's an incredible picture of the love of God, the peace of God working in and through our lives. So come on, guys, let's stay committed to being peacemakers. Um, let's live the way Jesus wants us to live as His children loving each other, forgiving each other, and always fighting for peace. Hey, I'd love to pray for us all together right now. And uh, let's just, let's look to Jesus together. Lord, we thank You. Uh, first of all, Jesus, that we can know Your supernatural peace in our lives first. Uh, that because of what You did on the cross, Jesus, because You rose again, that we are forgiven, we are right with You. And because of that, we have Your supernatural peace, which goes beyond all circumstances and understanding. But Jesus, we also pray that we would be committed to being peacemakers in our churches, in our families, in our friendships, our workplaces, our schools, wherever we are around other people, that as much as it depends on us, that we would be able to be strengthened to do our part, to fight for peace, to be peacemakers, showing your love to a world that needs it so much. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. Hey, but like I said, I want to give you a chance to know Jesus and know His peace in your life. He did it all for you on the cross. He died for us. He rose back to life. And if we choose to believe in Jesus, we are forgiven and we can know the supernatural peace of Jesus in our lives. So right now, if that's you, maybe you want to believe in Jesus for the first time or you're making a decision to come back to Jesus just right now in your heart. Say, Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I receive your peace. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, if you are making that decision right now, we would love to connect with you and help you. Knowing Jesus is so much better in community, in church. So especially if you do not have a church to call home, um, we would encourage you to reach out to us. We would love to connect with you, encourage you, pray for you, and help you take next steps in knowing Jesus. Well, everyone, it's been an honor sharing the Word of God with you today. I hope um, you're ready for an amazing week ahead. God is with you. Let's stay committed to being peacemakers as children of God. Be blessed and we'll see you soon.